hello and welcome to episode 11 of uh the british people podcast um you don't know this because it's with well you do because we put out this update video the um, voice thing um because we're three weeks late four weeks late i think we're three weeks I think late. We're like a month late yeah, yeah we're, we're late due to we're uh late. Jane's mic headphones we couldn't re- properly record episode 11 so we had to delay it and here we are now recording this but you won't hear this till Friday maybe later yeah if they the come producer, out on Friday yeah, yeah so the producer can get it done it's currently the 15th of September which is a Wednesday so by the time this is out it'll be even later if that we're basically sense. very late yeah and we sort very of apologize late. but it is all Jane's fault yeah, so by sort of apologise, you mean Jane apologises. Jane, we, we apologise on Jane's behalf, is what Great. we're doing today. Thank you. <laughs> so... Although I'm a bit disappointed, because... Uh... What am I disappointed about? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't if, know. If, if, you're new, <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, um, this is where three of us talk about the latest news entertainment and stuff going on in britain um but obviously the story's gonna the stories are quite old and now it's like the olds we're reading the olds basically because we didn't bother changing what we did at the time yeah there's nothing there's there's nothing Mm. up to date in this episode no and that's a bum because i saw a really good entertainment story yesterday oh really yeah kim kardashian all in black did you see it oh yeah i did see that I did see that. I don't know yeah. what all that was about. It would have been interesting to like have your take on it and explain. Well, it would have been good to have some facts because I've got no idea and I didn't bother looking into it. I'll give my take on it right now. Go on. Go on then. I, it, I don't care. It's <laughs> great. boring. <laughs> what was um, it for? Was it just a fashion show? I don't know. I've got. I didn't even bother looking into it because I thought, well, I'm not going to bring oh, it up. I'll do it next week. All right. Well, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Some now, other time. She's, she's bound to do something like that again. This is a mm. long intro. Um, another thing I wanted to just get out of the way. Um, we spoke about the dog debate stuff, didn't we? Um, off air, and then we put the mm. questions to the listeners about whether you think it's cruel to keep dogs in the boot of your car whilst you're driving or whatnot. Um, and we've got a few responses and we've each chosen one each I said each a lot there um, you did to read out so that's three in total um, are mm. we going to get them out of the way now or do we want to sort of spread them out through this episode um, should we do the names she's always on about the names what, as in names? like the introductions yeah 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 let's do that don't want to annoy the producer okay okay in no particular order. I'm Arthur. I'm, I'm Steve. Jane. Oh, Lovely. there we go. Got two in one. Two in one. Almost two in one. Yeah, that wasn't that. Uh, mm. it, Steve's name isn't Steve Jane. It's Steve, and then it was like a, and then Jane. But all the hardcore fans that are listening, they know that. Yeah. So who's reading the first email then? I'll read this one. So this email um, is in favour of travelling with dogs in the boot. So this is uh, something that me and Jane agreed upon. Here's the email. Hello, BP hosts and producer. 
I think that having a dog in the boot makes it safer than just having it willy-nilly in the car seats. If you brake suddenly, the dog could go through the front window as it won't be wearing a seatbelt. Also, it is less strain on its body going around corners because there's less obstacles to fall into. Example, the chairs or things in the car. Furthermore, if the dog accidentally slipped down behind a seat due to sudden turning or an unexpected bump, it could really hurt itself. Enjoying the show, but it is a bit too white for my liking. Ava. Ha ha. Ha ha. Thanks, Ava. Thanks for agreeing. Who, who, who has a chair in their car? What? It's what? the seat. Like you the know, seats. the seat you sit on to drive somewhere. The car seat. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you meant like a like a deck chair or something like that. I was like, what? <laughs> Who's carrying that? Not a big, big bloody car. Sorry, yeah, no. Not a deck chair. I thought they were good points. Yeah, I, I agree with that, um, Ava. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you mean you agree with that? So you agree it's not cruel to keep it in the boot? No, I, I it's a fair point, but I just think... What did I agree with in the beginning? What was my original point? You want them in the back seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll stick with that. Yeah, when you're driving around with your dogs in your car, are yeah. they belted in? No. That's illegal to start with. You have to belt a dog in. Yeah. Surely that's in. Surely that's even more. That's more cruel than putting them in a boot. No, no. You put like a harness on them and then you clip them into the seatbelt. No, I usually ride with a passenger, so then they can hold them and cut. You know, keep them still on their lap or on a oh, leash. Okay, now you're gonna get fined. No, seriously, mm-hmm. it's illegal. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not joking. It's it's illegal. You have to have your dog um, clipped in. That's why in the boot, it's safer. Don't have to well, keep them in. You learn something new every day. So have we changed your mind already? Legally, he has to change his mind. <laughs> well, if it's the law, yeah. Um, well, so you, but, um, do we not need to read these next two emails? Well, the, the, the listeners have put the effort in and, and contributed, so I feel like it's only fair if we do. But we should We should still read them, but I just thought I'd make it a point that it's a legal requirement. Arthur, do you want to read the email that is on your side? The side that you've now abandoned. <laughs> he's jumped ship. Now he's got to read a, an email that you don't agree with. Is that the one that begins yeah. with Hello British People? Because there's a few. Um, it's from Harry. Oh yeah, this Harry. Harry's uh, oh Harry's on his own now. Um, <laughs> right. Okay, this is um, Harry emailing, um, which is was well, in favour of my side, which is no longer my side. So, okay. Jesus. Hello, That's British really... people. Harry here. I'm a fairly new listener, but I thought I'd send in my thoughts about the question you asked at the end of episode 10. I'm afraid Steve and Jane, but I'm actually going to have to agree with Arthur on this one. Being a dog owner myself, I think it's incredibly cool to keep a dog in a dog, big or small, in a closed boot. I think the only exception you can make is on a very small journey. See, I agree with him there. Uh Anyway, he carries on. You just have to take extra care when driving or make sure you take a passenger to keep control of the dog slash dogs. The thought of my little Jack Russell stuck in the boot, yapping away just isn't right. I'd rather um, her sat up in front with me, window open a tad, so she doesn't get too hot. Anyway, that's just one opinion. Think I'll continue to listen as I like the fact you get the listeners involved. Cheers, Harry, Colchester of Essex. So, that was a nice email. Yeah, what are your thoughts now on that, though? Well, I 
I understand where he's coming from with the Jack Russell. Um, I have two little dog, two little boy Jack Russells. Um, so I can kind of sympathise with him there, what a Jack Russell's like when it's yapping and um, stuck in a car. I mean, the only journey I'd take them in is to the vets, my dogs. So I think that's why it's kind of easy to control them because it's not that far. Um, but I do like the idea of, I don't like the idea of a dog stuck in a, in a boot. But then again... So was your whole argument based around you take your dogs to one place in all their life and you just couldn't bear to put them in the boot for that one journey? Yeah, I suppose. Jesus. Wow. What a fucking waste of time. <laughs> We're still on the intro. <laughs> no, we've got more fucking emails to read. Mine's a nice short one, though. And I do like it. I like this how this person thinks. So this last email is on the side of me and Steve in that we don't mind having the dog in the boot. They say, Hi all at BP. To weigh in on your is the car boot a place for a dog debate, here is my thought. I've got to turn the page because I print off the agenda. Okay. They say, this is from Arthur actually of Manchester, England. He said, yes it is. Don't be a wank, Arthur. <laughs> Kind regards, Arthur of Manchester, England. I thought that was great. I also don't know if he meant to say wanker. Perfect. Short and sweet, gets straight to the point. Yeah. It's not the um first time I've been insulted by listening on this show, so you know you've got to take and Well, it's a know. change from being called genius boy. Yeah. Mm. You can't you can't you can't have it all. We don't get called genius. Nah. No, we don't get called anything, do we? I can't believe his name's called Arthur. That's pretty, pretty weird. That's not me yeah, emailing, by the Arthur way. Let's Arthur. be clear. That was that was. Um, uh, that Arthur, might have been your it? way of jumping ship without making it too clear, betraying the listeners that were on your side. Yeah, I, I just made that on the spot. It actually yeah. makes sense. Ah, oh, let's sub- submit an email. So I think, I think you've, I think I've changed my mind. So I think that's kind of settled that debate, hasn't it? Really. I think, yeah, we've won. Mm. We won the debate. I think that's the first time the debate's ever been sorted, ever. <laughs> yeah, in any in, in all of debate history. Mm. The opposing side never swaps. We have done the impossible. <laughs> and the fact that yeah. it's a legal requirement. Yeah. yeah. We've made history. We should be proud of that. We should. And while we're talking of being proud, I just wanted to take a little note of a special listener that emailed in who is none other than Steve's mother who I'm sure is very proud of him for being a host yes she is do you mind if I read it out no go ahead go ahead so Steve's mother wrote in and said hello team I absolutely love your show I am an avid listener and I'm particularly big fan of Arthur he sounds like such a good boy and very funny too keep up the good work keep those episodes coming Oh, just one more thing. Steve, when are you coming over to eat Mummy's Sunday roast? Call your mother. Wait, let me turn the page. Call your mother, please. Oh, and make sure that you are brushing your teeth. Kiss, kiss. Steve's mum. I thought that was nice. That's that's my mum, people. She emails into a show that I host on, and I'm not even her favourite host. That's sad. Well, she didn't. She said she was a, a avid listener. Uh... She's a particularly big fan of Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I like I do like a mum I do like a Sunday roast and mum's one's always the best so I do you know that sounds all right I know she was asking you but yeah I think we can all go over particularly if her favorite host Arthur turns up well, what about me? There was no mention of me whatsoever. You're the son. Arthur's the favourite. I'm just... You're just Jane. Nothing. <laughs> Jesus. We'll all go. We'll all go for Sunday roast. Yay. Sounds like done. a plan. It's done. Good stuff. Yeah, cheers for the email, Steve's mum. I'm sure she'll enjoy that. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, mum. Love you. Brilliant. <laughs> Should we move on to news? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Okay, so this is um my this was my um uh what's the word? Your section. My, yep. My, I've been assigned my uh, yeah, section. Um and obviously that was the news section and of course they decided to keep it as it was 2 weeks ago. So this story might seem a bit irrelevant all the points I'm going to make, but I'll go ahead with it. Um I'm not really a fan of like proper news. It's all quite, you know, boring and quite. I mean, I've in fact I've got a few example of headlines here. Um, pardon me. Man hunted by police over double murder. You know, UK house prices to boom. Um, abused hospital staff at breaking point. You know, there's loads of things. What's going on? I'm just. I'm Are just, you not giving us one story? I'm just reading a load of headlines. Listen to this. Rise in puppy smuggling promotes new welfare. Um, here's another one. Boy, 13's eyes are suspected drug overdose. You know, government the, borrowing what's shrink. What's going on? I'm confused. What is going on? What are there's you just, doing? There's just a lot of bad news going on, right? A lot of right. bad well, yeah. news. And it's just, I just don't want to talk about it on this show. There's, it's just, it's, I can't get my head around it. So I, I thought I'd... And also this uh, this story that I have chosen it's it's a it's a story that happened in Belgium, um so it's an international story. What is the point? They want to come for entertain interesting f- entertaining stories and. Okay, so what are you gonna do about it? I'm gonna tell you, all right? right. I, you cut me off, all right? There's a news story, okay? Um, and this was yeah, this happened in Belgium, all right? And this was covered by an Irish newspaper, um, the Independent, i.e is like our independent but it's the irish one um and i mentioned in the little clip we put out last week about why we didn't record about the woman that had an affair with a monkey um yeah what get on with it come on crack on (laughs) jesus (laughs) fuck me what is going on I won't open the link. <laughs> oh, this is a fucking shambles. We've had like three weeks to prepare for this. Oh, okay. We're, we, it's open. We're, we're on. Okay. So, um, uh, yep. So there was this woman um, called A.D. Timmermans, and she was in a, having an affair with a... <laughs> with a monkey. With a monkey. That's the news. It's just so sad. Um, yeah, with a, <laughs> with a 38-year-old chimpanzee called Cheetah, or Chitter. Um, she'd been visiting the zoo for four years, um, and she professed her love for the monkey. And 
was going to be engaged, um, but before she could get fuck? to that, before she could get to that stage, um, she was banned from the zoo because it got too intimate. How the um, fuck did it get too intimate? Well, it doesn't really go into detail on that, but um, but isn't they glass? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're always like in glass enclosures, aren't they? I think she paid like a special pass where she got to sort of be in the enclosures and feed and that and stuff. So she was allowed to sort of touch um, Cheetah. Um, yeah. How would they get engaged? Well, she proposed. Yeah, but how did he say yes? Yeah, but did he say yes? Hold on, I've just got to catch up. Remember, this, I haven't read the story. Oh, oh you haven't read the story. <laughs> no surprise there. Hold on, look. Uh, the zoo told her, an animal that is too focused on people is less respected by its peers. We want Cheetah to be a chimpanzee as much as possible. Outside of visiting hours at the zoo, he has to manage 15 hours a day in his group. So, you know, he just couldn't dedicate that time to her. He had to sort of Oh, do... was his, his schedule was run over, was it? The other chimpanzees actually sort of stopped hanging out with Cheetah because he sort of like became more interested in the woman, um, Ada. Than, than the monkeys, um, so it kind of caused a bit of conflict in the between the other monkeys. Um, and <laughs> fucking hell! Can you imagine? Like that's that's such a weird thing to think about that the monkeys are like, oh fucking hell, cheetahs spend a lot of the time with that woman, isn't it? And the others, yeah. Are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What what shall we do? Let's kick him out of the group. The reason I read about it is because like I don't even want to marry like a human. I don't even want to get married full stop to a woman. So I wouldn't marry a monkey. Um, I wasn't sure where that was going, to be honest, Arthur. <laughs> this Ada woman, she wasn't a looker herself, you know, so I think she was punching even with the cheetah, really. <laughs> that is mean. Well, it's hard to describe because this story is out there if you want to read it on the independent IE. It's a chimp having an affair with a woman. You know, type that in, and you'll see her. She's not, you know. Yeah. Does the producer no? Yeah, if you send the link to the producer, she'll just put it in. Oh yeah, in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people need to wade through other stories of monkeys. No, it's it's quite topical. Twenty August, you know, it's still well, kind of, sort of. Topical. Well, it's, it's odd, isn't it? It's, you, when was the last time you heard of a monkey having an affair with a woman that ended in like you know? It Never. Being, Never, I've never heard it. That's why I bring it, because it's just you know we've all heard about the gala and the Kim K dressed as a black whatever. You know, it's just yeah. But no one's heard of the woman having an affair with a monkey, which probably means she was married or something, or the monkey was. Maybe the monkey was having a two time. That's a point. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like I don't know, your other half is out for the day. She comes back dead sad. Sits down. You're like, oh, how was your day? I didn't go well. Why? They banned me from the zoo. Why? I was having an affair with the chimp. Oh. Yeah. What the fuck? You just oh. question everything, then, don't you? It's like, oh, you're about to get divorced now as well. That would be embarrassed. That would be humiliating. <laughs> that would be. Wouldn't it? Everyone <laughs> knowing you were left for a fucking monkey. <laughs> oh, that would be. <laughs> Amazing. Not to have have happened to you, but it's amazing that it even happens. The chimpanzees monkeys. Um 
I don't know. I don't know what the groupings are. Same. Are they an eight? No, I don't know. Nah, I don't know. Anyway. <sighs> Can we move on? Yeah, let's, let's move on. Although I, that was a good story. That was a good story. Um, so this week I've got the society and culture section. Uh, this week I have decided to do a conspiracy theory. Have you heard of the conspiracy theory? Because there are many. Birds aren't real. Dun, dun, dun. Have you heard as about in... this one? No. As in like no. pigeons and any bird that you see is not real. This is the conspiracy theory. Uh, as in like, it's sort of like, it's like a spy camera sort of thing or it's, it's they're not actual. Yeah, like... you're pretty much, you pretty much knocked it on the head. So I don't need to do my segment now. Next. Thanks, Arthur. Jeez. <laughs> no, so this is I've tried to get like snippets of information together here And uh, so this is what I found um, It all started um... We're so clearly prepared for this episode Yeah, very well it's been a while since I prepared it and It made sense at the time um, So it started with the CIA assassinated John F. Kennedy after he refused to kill and replace billions of birds with drones. Oh, but yeah, that was a deep Okay, breath. so that is part of the conspiracy, the John F. Kennedy. This is part of the conspiracy. This is how it sort of like came about and evolved. Um, the US government is sequestering a team of Boeing engineers in Area 51 for a secret military mission. Our tax dollars will... Area 51. Their tax dollars have been funneled into building the Turkey X-500. That is a robot used to hunt large birds. So if you combine the, um, if you combine the conspiracy of JFK being killed with the engineer story, you get birds aren't real. It's a two-year-old movement that claims the CEI took out 12 billion feathered fugitives because directors within the organization were annoyed that birds had been dropping fecal matter on their car windows. Can you can you imagine the grudge you must have? That doesn't even what is how is that related to John F. Kennedy being shot? Well, he refused to fund this and they were like, We need this. This is something we need. The world needs us to take these birds out, so they killed him. Yeah. Now it gets it gets weird. It gets weird. Uh, the bird. The targets were eradicated between 1959 and 1971. So this says that it's been done. With specifically altered B-52 bombers stocked with poison, they were then supplanted with avian-like robots that could be used to survey Americans. <coughs> now, just Americans. Yeah, just Americans. Now, what's interesting about the conspiracy theory is we know it's total dog shit. But there are people that still believe it, even though the guy who made it has said he's made it up. The creative muscle behind the avian-inspired conspiracy is a 20-year-old Peter McIndoe, an English and philosophy major at the University of Memphis in Tennessee, McIndoe first went live with Birds Aren't Real in January 2017 at his city's Women's March. A video from the event shows McIndoe with a crudely drawn sign heckling protesters with lines like, 
Birds are a myth. They're an illusion. They're a lie. Wake up, America. Wake up. The idea of selling birds aren't real goods, he says, came after the stunt gained traction over Instagram. So once he'd, like, done this mock protest with these stupid phrases, he it, obviously it got popular and he started selling stuff to make money off of it. But people also believe that this is a real conspiracy. So my segment today is basically to show you how stupid people are. It's not the worst segment. No, it was. I, I, I'd heard of it before, but I just did a little bit of reading to see how it all started. And apparently mm. it went viral very quickly. And he doesn't want to comment how much money he's made off of it. Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, oh, fuck. People know now. Because he's getting interviewed by news outlets and stuff. It's clever. Yeah, it is clever. I mean, why wouldn't you? But yeah, can you imagine doing something like that as a joke? And it just start, suddenly starts gaining like all this traction. And it's like, fuck, what do I do now? Mm. Yeah. Thoughts, Arthur? Um, You said that uh, he made up the conspiracy. But isn't like all conspiracies made up? Technically, yeah. they are until proven. But most mm. people would believe it. And there's no like, I don't know. There's like... um. How would you? It's it's not common for a conspiracy to have an origin, and for the person who made it basically say it's a joke. Yeah, I mean, I was quite fascinated with the JFK assassination. Uh, don't know why. I think it's because he he he, he was a character in like one of the Black Ops game like years ago, zombies right. game. Oh, I know JFK. Um, yeah, he was in Call of Duty. And I think we watched a documentary on in his school because there's like they try and because he got shot behind from behind in the in a building. Well, if you want, um, I can cover that as a next line. Next time I get a segment, I can cover the JFK assassination. But I don't know why they needed funding to get rid of birds just because they were crapping on cars. I don't really don't really get that. They didn't. This was all a joke. Oh. <laughs> That's what I've been trying to say. Right. Do you fall asleep in these no, uh, just... segments? So he made it up just for money? No, he he started it. He was doing it as a joke at a protest. No. Um, birds are a myth. They're an illusion. They're a lie. Wake up America. And it just went viral online. Mm. So he's like developed it more as a joke. And people are like really believing it. And now he's selling like birds aren't real merch. Yeah. See, I always feel like I fail with these things because no one has anything to say. I just don't know what to say to that, especially when you say it's not true. I mean, what do you say to that when you already know it's not true? I think it's more of the why do you think, right, okay then, let me st- let me try this question then. Why do you think people still believe in this kind of stuff? Oh. I can't even be bothered to participate. Nice. Right Move now. on to the next segment. Okay. So this is the host like or dislike from the past two weeks. Arthur, did you want to go first still? Yeah. Um. To the listeners at home, they can't see the agenda. So what I'm about to say is going to be completely different to what I put down two weeks ago, as I don't really feel like it's relevant now. And I've got something to replace it with, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, just in case the listeners were curious at home of what I originally wrote, they're probably not. 
I had to self-isolate for 10 days, so I kind of just jotted that down as a sort of like-dislike. But I'm going to change it to something that happened since I came out of the isolation 10-day period. Um, I travelled to Edinburgh uh, for the weekend um, to see some family up there because someone passed away in the family. And um, just went up there for the weekend and had a look about and that, um, which inspired me to sort of write I don't really class it as a diary because I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, it was sort of like a mini documentary of my time up there, but obviously paper form, um, written form. It wasn't, you know, that wasn't recorded. Um, so, and that was inspired. So a document. Huh? Like a document. Yeah, yeah. Let's call like it a, a journal. Yeah, like a journal. Yeah, entry. like a little a weekend journal entry. Yeah, that I've stopped. I'm not going to carry on unless I go anywhere else. Um, which I probably won't because I don't really like doing that. Um, so yeah, I went. I had a little two the, the weekend away, um, which was nice. Um, and I was inspired to do that documentary document thing by um, a book of Carl's, uh, Carl Pilkington. He um, he did his own Happy Slap by a Jellyfish, and I gave it a read on the train up because it's you know four hour train journey up to Edinburgh. And I thought, yeah, this is quite something I could do for my trip away. Um, so that's what that's what I did as a like. Nice. Yep. Hmm. Sweet. Are we gonna be able to read any of it out? You're gonna share it on the show. I have sent it out to you two, and I have sent it out to a few of my friends, and um, they do they do enjoy, it and they want me to keep it up, and I said no, because <laughs> it just get boring. There's not you know not much happens in my life, so I might bring it out for next episode or. We have to sort of sign yes. out. Um, we'll have to do our best. Your best bits. I'll give a little teaser. There's something about square about. If anyone can guess what that means. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. on, read it. Well, yeah, we we sort it out for next episode. Um, oh, I thought you were gonna read like a little teaser. Nah, this is. Nah. It's gonna be a running thing now. Every week we'll have a little bit. Oh yeah, that's what we should do. Dissect it. Because it is gold, I love it. Well, let's, let's just let's just have a chat off air mm. about it, if you will, and we're we're sort something out. Yeah, mm-hmm. every week, a little bit. All right, just a little snippet. That was my like from the past two weeks, kinda. Cool. Well, my like is still the same as it was on the last one because I'm still liking them, but they are these people call them slides. They're basically slippers. And I've always wanted some, but I always thought they looked really dangerous because they've got no back. But these ones I've got have elastic backs. They're from Asda. Elastic backs? They were £7. Yeah, they're really nice, really comfy. They're fluffy. What does that mean, though, elastic backs? Like, it's just like a band of elastic that you, you know... For your heel. Yeah, for your heel. Mm, I know what you mean. It keeps the slipper on your foot. I don't wear them, obviously. I do love sliders, I must say. I'm a fan of sliders. Mm. They are comfy. They're, they're, they're much more comfortable than flip-flops. Yeah, they are. And you can wear socks with them. Uh, no, no, you can't. Um, but well, we not wear... out. I just wear them as slippers. Yeah, I tend to wear them as slippers. I don't wear socks in that at home, usually. If I'm wearing my sliders, oh. I don't tend to wear socks. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Yeah, slide, sliders are a good one. I, I, I'm a fan of the slider. Is that your like done? That is. Let's have your like or dislike. Mine has been a like slash dislike from the past two weeks. Uh, just last week, I was on holiday. 
I wasn't far from Edinburgh, where our fellow Arthur was. I was only an hour and a half. I went to a place called Sea Houses, and I bloody loved mm. it. The weather was so nice, and all the beach well, not all the beaches, but there's beaches there that are, um, they're like, it's just like golden sand, no pebbles, just sand. It was like 20, 25 degrees. I got burnt. It was great. I loved it. And the dislike part of that is coming back. <laughs> yeah, because we well, that are. That sounds nice. Yeah, I, I always hate coming back off holiday. Really? I yeah. like it. I, I like that's my, my favourite bit. Your favourite bit? What's the point of going away? Knackered. Yeah, it is tiring going on holiday. Going back to your point, because we, we, we speak in the week sometimes in our group chat to discuss the show and what we're up to and stuff because we don't just do the podcast. And You mentioned about going to a, an ice cream farm or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was a, um, yeah. It's, an ice, it's, uh, it's an ice cream parlour on a dairy yeah. farm. So you go and get your ice cream, you choose your flavours, blah, blah, blah. I always have double chocolate mint. Uh, dub, uh, what is it? Mint choc chip because that's my favourite yeah. ice cream. And yeah, you sit outside... There's this little fenced-off area. You sit down in the li- the field. Literally, it's like five foot away, and it's just got cows in it. So you can see all the cows that make your ice cream. It's quite cool. Uh, that does sound quite interesting. Mm. Although the process it of... sounds very tame. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. It was. It was nice. It was nice, especially on a hot day. Yeah. And that's me. Cool. Are we ready to move on to entertainment news? Yes, I have just seen what the entertainment news is. And I'm looking forward to this. I thought it was a good one. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's definitely a good one. I was quite glad we kept the agenda. So mine is all about... Well, it's entitled The Baby is Suing Nirvana. And I imagine because this is three weeks old, everyone's already going to know what this is about. But still. (laughs) So this is from the BBC News page online i'll leave the link to give to the producer and she'll put it in the show notes so spencer eldon the man who was photographed as a baby on the album cover for nirvana's Nevermind, is suing the band alleging sexual exploitation so the cover itself depicts eldon as a four-month-old in a swimming pool grasping for a dollar bill that's being dangled in front of him on a fishing line have you seen it everyone's seen it mm-hmm yeah yeah. Yeah, everyone's seen the album cover. Well, now he's 30. He's saying that his parents never signed a release authorizing the use of his image on the album, and his arguments seem to be twofold, that the cover is child pornography and that they had no permission to use his image at all. So, non-sexualized photos of infants are generally not considered child pornography under US law. But Eldon's lawyer, Robert Y. Lewis, argues that the inclusion of the dollar bill which was put in in like Photoshop after the photo was taken. He says that that makes it seem like the baby is a sex worker. So that, yeah, what it's a bit fuck? far-fetched. Lawyers just have to come up with shit they though, do. don't they? They're like, ooh, baby, dollar bill, you look like yep. a sex worker. Even though you're about three months old on this yeah. picture. And apparently Nirvana promised to cover Eldon's genitals with a sticker, but that agreement was not upheld. Eldon claims he has suffered and will continue to suffer lifelong damages as a result of the artwork, including extreme and permanent emotional distress as well as interference with his normal... Let me turn the page. 
with his normal development and educational process, progress, and medical and physiological treatment. So he's asking for damages. What was that, the last one? So he's claiming it's caused medical and psychological treatment. I said physiological treatment, didn't I? There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Psychological treatment. All right. It's okay. <laughs> so he's asking for damages of at least 150,000, which is 109,000 pounds from each of the 15 defendants who include surviving band members Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic and the managers. But I mean, that's quite a lot. 150 from every... He's asking for 109,000 from each of the 15 defendants. Yeah, and I just think, well, what's it got to do with all of them? So from every one of them, he wants 100 yeah, grand. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He basically wants one and a half million. Yeah. It is, it is mad. And... It should be noted that Eldon has recreated the album cover several times as a teenager and adult, always wearing a swimming trunk, to mark Nevermind's 10th, 20th and 25th anniversaries. What? Yeah, it's like he's been recreating it and now he's changed his mind. It's obviously... um, It doesn't take a a genius to realise he obviously just decides he wants loads of money or something like that. Mm. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck, life's not going my way. What can I do? Oh, I know. I'll just sue for the fucking album cover I've been doing for uh, years, since I was yeah. a kid. I I am a fan of Nirvana, really. Um, but that album, never mind, was that when they were becoming big or were they already known before then? I'm Does guessing that was when they were... Before they were big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's before they were big because... The parents didn't know who wanted the photo or, or really what was going to be going on with it. They weren't given a very good deal. I mean, if you knew it was Nirvana and when they were huge, you wouldn't just do it for pennies, would you? No. No, yeah. Has he made money off it since then, growing up? Well, in 2016, he told Time magazine that he got a little upset about his notoriety as he grew older. He said, I just woke up already being a part of this huge project. It's pretty difficult. You feel like you're being famous for nothing. But then in another comment, he says how he's got lots of opportunities from it. How like he's had career advances purely based on people knowing that he's done it. He says, it's always been a positive thing and open doors for me. That was what he told The Guardian six years ago. He said, I'm 23 now and an artist, and this story gave me an opportunity to work with Shepherd Fairy for five years. So, yeah. What? So it's like, I've had all these damages, but I love it. Um, now you're going to pay for it. Well, if... I don't get it. If he's like, oh, it's like ruining my social life or whatever, just stop telling people. Yeah. I mean... If he moved somewhere new, no one would know. I don't know, actually. I imagine it would follow him around. But, I mean, I doubt anyone really cares that his penis is on it. No one's looking at it and thinking, well, that's what his penis looks like now. No. That's never a thought when you're looking at the album cover. It's just like, oh, that's the Nirvana album cover. Yeah. It is cool. I mean, Yeah, literally. Just, just stop telling people. Yeah. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but it does seem a bit silly. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem a bit odd. I think it would be more fair to just say I would like a cut, seen as that album cover has really contributed to the success or something. But this just seems like he's cutting corners. Yeah, it's a bit like our oh, work's dried up. 
I need to sue someone. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting story, but because isn't um, what's his name of the lead singer dead anyway? Kurt Cobain. Yeah. He's only yeah. suing the remaining alive band members. Hmm. I don't know what I still don't know what he's suing for because he was on show naked or because he didn't get paid originally. What I don't know what he's saying that his parents never signed like a release that they could use the photo and that they said they'd put a sticker on his genitals and they didn't. Well, in that case, how do they even how how do they even know that it is actually this guy? What? Well, how do they know it's Eldon? Yeah, like you can get like. If no one signed anything... Well, I imagine the parents know what their baby looks like. I know, but can you, though? Can you, like, say, oh, that is definitely me? Right. Well, do you want to know how Spencer came to be the baby on the cover? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, in 2008, Spencer's father, Rick, recounted the photo shoot to US radio network NPR, saying that he'd been offered $200 to take part by Weddell, who was a family friend. I'm guessing that's... Who is Weddell? Is he the photographer or is he one of the band members? I don't know. Anyway. It's your news. The dad said, We just had a big party at the pool and no one had any idea what was going on. The family quickly forgot the photo shoot until three months later they saw the Nevermind album cover blown up on the wall of Tower Records in Los Angeles. Oh, I lost my breath then. In Los Angeles. And then two months after that, NPR's article said Geffen Records sent one-year-old Spencer Eldon a platinum album and a teddy bear. I mean, that is a bit shit. After making all that money, they sent him a teddy bear. (laughs) He got paid in teddy bears. Yeah, that is crap. Turning the page. Um... Yeah, so that album is the one that included the hits Smells Like Teen Spirit, Come As You Are, and Lithium. It went on to sell 30 million copies around the world. Boom. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean... A... I mean, you said he also did special covers for the anniversary, so he clearly... There's, there's not much more I can say that he's clearly... Like um, Steve, he's happy up. about it, yeah. Because yeah, he's still he's, doing different covers. He's probably desperate for a bit of fame again because it's sort of dried up a bit. And he's like, "What can I do? What can I do? I know, I'll try and sue Nirvana and get money. And you know, people got to do what they're gonna do. As, did it work? I don't know if you've have we established that. Did it? Did he ever get his money or what he wanted? It's still ongoing. I, nothing's been released as an answer. Yeah, it's quite recent, isn't it? This. Yeah, mm. I mean, that was three weeks ago. Probably won't, like, obviously, if it's like a lawsuit, probably won't, like, be concluded until, like, three years down the line. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the story, anyway. If anyone was wondering. So that, the album cover wasn't did per, on per, purposely taken for the album cover. It was just a photo that was taken, and then someone found it and was like, oh, well, that could work for our album. No, no, no. It was purposely for the album cover. Oh. But okay. it was just like they they offered the parents two hundred dollars, and it wasn't like a properly done official thing. It seems to be. I see. So the parents were offered two hundred dollars. Yeah, and they took it. So I mean, it kind of says they were happy to do it. It's just a bit gutting they didn't get more money. That's where the payment is. Yeah, I, I mean, I would be annoyed. 
I'd be mm. like, that's me on there. I need some more than two hundred dollars. Yeah. But at four months old, you can't really make that decision. It shouldn't be your parents, you know. It's a bit like what religion you grow up in. You can't really decide. You just sort of grow up and then you make the decision when you get older. Like for me, this story for is you know is the point here. He he didn't know how much was you know. T- t- what would a four year old prefer, a teddy bear or two hundred dollars? Obviously the old. teddy bear. What yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't the baby's choice. But you can understand... He didn't understand. say, yes, I'll take the $200, sir. But, but, it was the but parents. the baby wouldn't know the difference. I think, uh, for me, the pe- at the time, 200 was the offer. The parents accepted it. That's it. There's the... Mm. That that for me the only thing the only thing he could probably I mean I don't I don't obviously I don't understand law and rules and everything like that but I think the only thing this what's his name Ed Elden Eden. Elden Spencer Elden. Elden Elden yeah the only thing Spencer Elden can really say is cover my genitals up and even then that's probably a push hmm I mean what's the cover like now currently as we speak if you Google it or go on Spotify. It's still the same. It's still the same cover, right? And he's 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 naked still. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. But in America, I think if you're the photographer, you own the rights to the picture, no matter who's in it. I don't know what the issue is. Is the issue that his he is four his four month old naked bodies on there, or he didn't get money because he was four months old at the time of it. I don't know what... He's not putting across the argument that he didn't get money. He's not saying that is his argument because obviously that wouldn't hold. He's saying that his parents didn't sign anything to release it. The photo. In France it works where if someone takes a photo of you in the street the photographer doesn't own the rights to that picture. You own the rights to your own image. So they have to ask you. Can mm. we use your picture? Which it should be everywhere in the world, I think. Yeah. Because like, like, then you can just be like, take that down, and if you don't, I'm going to sue you. But yeah, I think in America, it's whoever takes the picture owns the picture. Anyway, that's way over my head, that story, really. <laughs> it was it was a good news story. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was yeah. a good one. I do remember seeing it, and I was like, ooh, what's going on there? But luckily, I didn't read it, and then I got it from you. Brilliant. We're wrapping up. Um, it's quite hard because obviously we're two weeks behind. But um, at the time when we were originally going to record this, uh, Mary emailed in again. Good old Mary. Um, she got in contact with us again because I I can't remember the context of it. But if this rings any bells to either of you two, um, then don't hesitate to uh, explain. Mary emailed in on August the 21st after episode 10 just simply saying, Era... I think he meant era. And I think that was when I was struggling to find the word for something. I'm guessing because I always get that. I can't think of the right word to explain something. But I can't remember what era would have been for. Obviously, that's a time of year. Oh, hold on. She's titled the email Era of Music. So maybe I was trying to find think of something. And No, it was... Yeah. You were proposing a segment. You wanted to do a whole show on music you recommending music oh that's it something about music yeah that's it yeah and we couldn't play it we couldn't play a song so we'd need you to like hum it oh, yeah that's a terrible idea isn't it 
Bloody hell. <laughs> Is that it with you then? You just need like a couple of weeks for your words to sink in and then Let's just let's just scrap that and do the do the documentary thing I did. The email the the diary doc document thing I did. Let's just replace it with that. Is that alright? As what? What you mean you don't want to do that segment on your personal segment anymore? You don't want to be humming songs and then telling us your no, opinions yeah, yeah. on them. No, yeah, 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 because um, um, Mary then followed up the email, um, saying thanks for the email because um, Jane emailed her. Um, Sorry, and, did um, I? She got back. Yep. Did I? Mhm. Did I? I'm not sure. Possibly. Are you sure you didn't email her and say it was from me? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> How um, did the email start? Yeah. So, Jane said in an email, All right, Mary. All um, right, Mary. Yeah, that sounds like me, yeah. That's definitely you. If you're referring to Arthur's new music segment, here we go, it's all coming together now. Um, I think that's what he means. He's not very clear at times. Uh, that sounds exactly like you. Uh, I'm not too sure if it's a good thing that you understand him, though. Ha, ha, ha. Maybe you're a genius ha, yourself. Ha, ha, ha. Good God. Yeah. Can you at least pretend to know how I talk? You then went on to say, I don't think the producer would allow it as a new segment, though. Perhaps just a personal one. We'll have to see what the listeners make of it. Thanks for your emails, though, Jane of British People podcast. This um, is ridiculous. You can't do that, Arthur. If you want to talk to Mary, that is fine. But you can't just, pretend to be me. I panicked. So you sounded exactly like you, but put Jane at the end <laughs> and talked about yourself in the email. I panicked. I tried to make it sound like you, though, with a bit of like, oh, he's not very this and that. My um, God. You didn't even tell so, me. Oh, no. That is shoddy, man. Shall I read a reply? What What? What? What were you thinking? Wasn't. So Mary's going to listen to this now and she's going to realise that it wasn't me that wrote to her. She's just going to realise that every email she gets is from Arthur. Uh, and that's creepier than just you emailing her all the time, Arthur. Yeah, that's just weird. Well, I just... I just... I just... I wanted to feel like everyone was getting involved. It wasn't just me. But she knows that we we all like her. We just know that you are her favourite. So we let you reply. Yeah. It's okay. You can email her. We won't judge. This was a follow-up email. It said, um, hi, hi, Jane. Uh, thanks for the email. I love the podcast. You are all very funny. I'm so glad I found you. I Also, I am pretty smart, but you only have my word on it. Uh, the music segment might be funny once or twice, especially if you had to try harm it or whatever um, with less than 15 seconds of the song to try and explain what it is. Um, I then got back her. I then got back to her myself. Oh, yourself, yeah. Did you, though? Well, that's the thing. That's the, only I will know. No, it was me. The last, the last email I sent was from me. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. I don't know what this ended up being, um, but I apologise for pretending to be Jane on the email. A confession. It's recorded as well. It's yeah. a confession that's recorded. I, I'm, I'm not denying it. I did, and then I didn't, because I realised I was being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have a choice. Uh, you owe an apology to Mary. Well, Mary, just so you know, that probably most answers are probably coming from Arthur, even if he does pretend to be someone else. 
Jeez, man. Right, wrap up. Let's get this yeah. wrapped up. Mary yeah. was so nice as well. I know. We probably lost her as a listener now. She probably thinks we're all weird. We probably have. Who does that? Sorry. Okay. So the producer is asking listeners to email in about how they found the podcast. She's putting together a little thank you email as a reward in quotation marks for anyone who participates. I don't really understand why people do this. Who cares? But yeah, she's asking. I think she has actually already asked Mary personally. I saw an email, but... (sighs) Where do they email to? Come on, people. Oh, British people podcast at gmail.com all one word the producer will put it in the show notes I imagine the show notes for anyone who doesn't know is just the description underneath the podcast play button so just scroll down done I, yeah I guess that's depending on what platform you're on but yeah you, you can find them in the notes of whatever app you're using mm. well, I think that's it guys that will be that <sighs> Yeah, so, sayonara, people. Over and out. Goodbye. This has been Jane. Jane, this is Jane. Is that really you, Jane? God. And I've been uh, Arthur, right? Arthur and Jane today. Yeah, notice that. If if you ever get an email saying, all right, it's not me or Steve, it's Arthur. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All right. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Bye.